Hey everybody in internet land, Jeff here with Taking the Cynic Route. I'm going to tell you about episode 13, okay? First, we start talking about what a bullshit movie Overboard is, and I don't care if you're offended, it's an awful, awful premise. And if you can't admit that, then you're probably an awful person. Then we talk about wrestling and the new Andre the Giant documentary, uh... We talk a bit about Mike Tyson. We talk about O.J. Simpson. We talk about McDonald's again. Somehow it hijacked the conversation. We go into the movie My Cousin Vinny. We go over a list of baseball movies. And we talk about some of our favorites. And we discuss the cursed script of A Took the Eskimo and how it killed all of our favorite comedians. Oh, it's going to be Ear Candy pure bliss I was pretty light on the sound effects when we recorded this one live so I threw in some extra little transitions for your listening pleasure I hope everyone appreciates it and enjoys it if you do check out our social media and subscribe Instagram, Facebook, Twitter I usually stick with Facebook though because I can't I can't do Twitter man Twitter is beyond my level of comprehension somehow. But either way, I'm on there. Uh, Make me a believer in Twitter. How about that? How about you follow us and prove me wrong? We also have a Patreon page. You can get all these at our website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. Enough rambling. On with the show. We got to roll this shit. <laughs> we got pessimistic minds and optimistic hearts. If you're easily offended, then it's time to chew the bark. A bunch of dicks from Baltimore trying Throw to it over your shoulder, do you tie it in the bow? What the fuck is going on? What the fuck Throw it over your shoulder. Damn it. <laughs> you were doing good there, man. Why'd you stop? Trying to find a pulse of rhythm in there to do your dick hang low, well, do wobble to and fro, do you know, do you throw it over your shoulder? Dude? What was that, mush mouth? Do, do your <laughs> dick Lord. hang low? Uh, I can tell you for a fact you did not hit the rhythm. Well, I, I knew that. I knew this chick who had a peg leg. Sometimes she didn't wear the peg. They called her IHOP. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Red Fox or something? No, it was like a Afro Man or something. Oh. It's from that song. He does a version of "Do Your Dick Hang Low." Oh, in the beginning, he tells a couple jokes. He tells that joke, and he tells like, "I knew this girl one leg shorter than the other." They called her Eileen or something. It's something like that. I might be getting it wrong, but Eileen. Anyway, that's the same dude who hauled that YouTube clip of him hauling right, off right. this dancing chick came up behind him, and he just turns around and like just just punches her out. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hard to watch. He knocks her the fuck out yeah. with one shot. He was the, uh, and then I got high. Guy, yes. Right? Yes. Okay. That was his claim that to was fame. Like his big hit. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, I think that's probably the only song I ever heard by him. That's probably, it's probably good. Which though. is featured in a movie called The Perfect Score. You ever see that movie? No. Early 2000s. Uh, it's about these, is it a heist movie? It's a heist movie meets The Breakfast Club. These, like, <laughs> Chris Evans and um, Scarlett Johansson are in it before, obviously, they got. Really huge. That sounds awful. I actually showed, I used to show it to, uh, well, let's just say I used to tutor some SAT a little bit. It was a side <laughs> job I had. Um, and uh, uh-huh. I, 
Go on. They're, the whole point of the movie is they break into a, this SAT headquarters to steal an oh, SAT. Oh, wait, wait. I rem- yeah. I, yeah, I remember the trailer for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was entertaining. and Anyway. Yeah, I never watched it, though. Um, so. Speaking Afro- of movies. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that was all. Afro Man. Oh. Okay. No big deal. Speaking of movies, before we went on live here, we you guys were talking about some movie I've never seen. What was that movie? Overboard. Starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Okay. So Aren't eight, they really married or something for a time? I think, I think this is the okay. movie that they met each other and then shortly yeah, married maybe. after. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did they ever actually officially get married or they've just kind of been common law for the last... I think you know, they're common law for like 30, 40 years. Is that and Kate then, Hudson's father? Yes. yes. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Um, But I don't think they're together anymore, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they split So I wonder up. why her last name is Hudson. Uh, that's not important. Um, I think it might not be her dad. Yeah, no, I don't bring know. Okay. But I think it, Goldie Hawn is definitely her mom. Right. That that I know. Is Kurt Russell the guy who plays Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yes. Okay. That's that's what you know Kurt Russell from? Jesus well, Christ, mainly. man. Yeah. Escape from Escape Dude, from there's New this York. whole swath of actors. Right. There's this whole big swath. Tr- big Trouble in Little China. All right, look. There's this whole swath of actors that are kind of similar in my mind, and mm-hmm. they all run together. Okay? Kurt Russell. Like, <laughs> I, uh, Kevin Costner. No, <laughs> he's distinct. Uh, let me think of what they are. Like He's distinct. Dennis Kurt Quaid. Russell, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Daniels. Um fucking who else oh there's others there's others dennis quaid like william hurt totally william hurt and john hurt i was gonna say john hurt (laughs) and then there's a john hurt or a william hurt or something there's like three different permutations of that like and it just runs all together in my mind ed harris he's distinct See what? It, but yeah, but what distinct? Because of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, you, you can't unsee that he's in that. Well, Jeff Daniels is distinct for me from Dumb Nick, and Dumber. What about Nick Nolte and Gary Busey? No, that I don't get mixed up because of a little thing called Forty Eight Hours when I was like nine years old, <laughs> blew the top off my head, like Yondu's Finn in Guardians Two, when Nebula comes up behind him. <laughs> That's the nerdiest reference. That's what Forty Eight Hours did to my brain when I was nine years old. <laughs> Dude, Gans in that movie is the most evil motherfucker I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I love no. 48 Hours. Oh, 48 Hours. So How good. do you feel about another 48 Hours? Got, hands him that zero bar, the zero candy bar. Eddie Murphy's complaining he's hungry. Like, There's your goddamn dinner. Oh, Zagnut. That's what it was. It was Zagnut. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Dolte's like, There's your goddamn dinner. And he hands him a Zagnut. <laughs> what about Midnight Run? Were you a fan of that oh, one as well? So huge of a fan of that. Now, that is my wheelhouse of shit where I've watched, like, 15 to to 25 times and, like, have memorized the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's my M.O. Like, I've not seen a lot of movies, but the ones I have seen are near and dear to me to the point where I've, like, fucking studied them and, like, really deep. Like, But anyway, that's that's just my thing. So you studied 48 hours really deep? Well, when you're nine years old and that shit's on Showtime and your dad's out in bowling night and shit, like I watched that the, shit. I, I, I watched the Playboy Channel on those nights. You mean the little ripply thing coming through? <laughs> the scrambled picture. The scramble, that's yeah. it. I think I see a nipple. No, it's an elbow. You can still, still rub one out. It'll work. Try. Right. Yeah. You got to make do. It's funny because if you see a nipple, that means your elbow starts working a little, a little faster. <laughs> Uh, not really a rubble, more of a wrist. <laughs> Wristy. 
Thanks for explaining us how that was done. Anywho, Overboard. Overboard. I've never seen it. Don't know anything about it. So, essentially, Kurt Russell is a widowed laborer. He's like a a carpenter or something. Father of four boys. Right. Widowed, living by himself out in the country. Uh, He is working for... This rich guy who is like, is it Ed Herman or somebody? It's like the dad from Richie Rich or the Lost Boys. And the Lost Boys. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And his wife is Goldie Hawn. Uh, And there are these, you know, total upper crust, rich yacht people. So he's on there uh, doing work for them, but they're being totally shitty to him. Mm -hmm. And they try to screw him over out of this money that they owe him. So he's all pissed off at, at the two of them. And she and Goldie Hawn ends up throwing him off this yacht he was working on with his tools right. like into the water, literally. Is she one of the elite? Yeah, yes, she's, she's, she's okay. looking down. Think, her, think um, okay. Robin Leach lifestyle of rich and famous. Right. Wow, okay. All right. So he goes so, over with so his he, tools. So he goes home, he's all pissed off, and he sees on the news that there's a, a local – there's this woman that was found washed ashore with amnesia. Ah. And turns out to be Goldie Hawn, uh, whose husband doesn't give a fuck about her because he's having an affair. Did Kurt Russell know this when he was working on the ship? No. It's irrelevant. Okay. All right. So yeah. he sees the girl on TV that screwed him over. She uh-huh. doesn't remember uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. So he goes there and claims her as his wife. Oh. And the kids are all in on it and everything, so he brings her home to his dump. And she doesn't know any better. Right, she has no idea. And wow. they basically just abuse her. You know, they make her clean everything, they make her do all of their chores, <laughs> Wow, like all the yes. yard work, anything they can think of. And he fucks her. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, talk about false pretense. <laughs> wow. Uh, holy crap that's right. basically the gist uh, I was getting Christine and I were watching it th- like within the past week yeah it's it been playing TV. cable a yeah. lot right and we and sh- we were just talking we were like you know this movie I mean for as much as we loved it growing up you know nostalgia factor and in everything this day and age right you, it's, it's when you really think up. about right. it it is super fucked up because he just took her <laughs> for, because she gypped him out of 900 bucks <laughs> on a closet deal. And he claims her. He rapes her, basically, has her weight on his kids. They torture her. And, I mean, the whole thing. And then it's so outlandish because eventually, even after the – not you know, spoiler alert. I'm That's sure fine. you're going to watch it after 35 fucking years. Right. But she, uh, <laughs> she, she comes to – her real husband comes to collect her, and then she Be- because realized, he has to because right. the mom is like, putting okay. some pressure on, and I think the money is in right. The money's in her, in her money, right? Oh, yeah. All so, right, all right. Anyway, she she thinks that uh, she ends up falling in love with the kids and him, and or Kurt Russell being uh-huh. the guy yeah, that yeah. you know yeah. raped her under false pretense and right. made her a slave, basically. And uh, so she falls in love with him, and then goes back. And they all live as one big happy family. And, and they ho- and they hope to have a girl. Yeah. So and that's special. But it's so realistically, she'd be pressing charges against him, right? And he'd be a sex offender <laughs> and right. in jail, and his kids would be with some fucking in an uh, orphanage, right. and she would she would adopt them and claim them and make them her slaves <laughs> in real life, or trade them on the on the sex market. So. 
recently. So the takeaway is do that to a woman and it'll and, pay off. Right, right, it, right. At the, <laughs> you'll become in, rich in overnight. The end, in the end, you'll be rich. Right. <laughs> That's the moral. So apparently, they went and remade this fucking movie. And the trailer just went live like about a week that. or two ago. Do you, who's in it? Do you know? Uh, I can find out. I guarantee they're going to put a modern spin on that. Well, like. the modern spin is that it is a role reversal. Uh, now it is a woman taking advantage of the man. <laughs> because that's okay. Right. Because somehow <laughs> that's acceptable in this generation. But <laughs> Neither one ever could. <laughs> So a woman having sex with a man under false pretenses, that never happens, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the girl is uh, Anna Ferris. I like her. That's good. Um, and I don't know who the guy is. Let's see. Oh, he's, oh and also, uh, because of the era we live in, uh, now it's a biracial couple. Uh, the guy is Eugenio Derbez. I don't know who the fuck he is. I see Eva Longoria's in it. Yes. Which is weird because if you put, like, Evan Longoria is a baseball player. <laughs> like, said, what are the chances said of that? This before. Like, not related at all. Yeah, but, I mean. It's so weird. I'm yeah, sure. One th- letter. Well, I know. I have a uh, I have a friend from high school named Angelo. Uh-huh. Uh, Badalamenti? Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he married uh, his wife's name. Is someone else I knew from high school named Angela. Wow. So, you know, when she took his last name and then like went on social media, I was so confused about what was happening. <laughs> I'm, he... I'm like, did he get an operation? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what? You thought he transitioned? It, right. It, it took a few minutes. Oh, that's funny. Damn. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so they've completely remade it with a woman taking advantage of. Uh, of the man. And that's all. That's all I got. So how the hell are they going to do that? She's building his closet. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> well, is she making him a sandwich? And it... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, damn. God, that comes out in like two weeks, too. I can tell you one movie I won't be seeing. Yeah, I mean, just the trailer looked awful. And I do like Anna Faris, so. What, what else? She and I can't na- place her by name. She was in a scary movie. Okay. Uh, a few was, of them, right? Yeah, I think she, she's a bunch of them. She was, uh, she was married to Chris Pratt. Not that that matters. She's oh. on that sitcom Mom. That oh, wait. That. With, um. Uh, she was in, uh. <sighs> the fuck? Uh, what Don't was that blank. real good, the twisted one with the dude at the fucking, the mall security guard? Paul Blart. No, not the other one. The good one. Oh, my God. What the a fuck sitcom, is that? A sitcom? No, no. It has... Um, why am I blanking so bad? This I is what happens too. When, when I don't get enough sleep. But Mom has Alice and Janney. It finally came to me. Sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> what is the... Uh, all right. So the dude that's in Pineapple Express and stuff. Seth Rogen? Yes. He plays the mall security guard because... He's kind of like mentally disturbed. He has mental issues and can't quite that. become a cop. Uh, and there's this mad flasher that's going around the mall uh, that he's obsessed with tracking down. <laughs> and he flashes Anna Ferris, who's like the girl at the perfume counter that Seth Rogen's obsessed with. 
and he like uh, he tries to uh like ingrain himself uh and become her boyfriend i've never seen that it's, that it's, sounds re- pretty it's funny. really fucking twisted uh but really good it's another one uh you know speak and this is for you know movie to observe and report for it being 2009 it uh it's pretty twisted it doesn't necessarily play by the rules because it's you know he takes her out gets her drunk and then the next the next shot he's like banging her on the couch and she's like throwing up and stuff so his plan also pays off just goes to uh, show back back in good old 2009 Ray Liotta's in it, playing a real cop. Anyway, Damn. so yeah, Anna Ferris was in that. Uh, the House Bunny was another big one she was in, mm. uh, where she's that Playboy playmate that goes to uh, yeah, it sucked college. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I just said she was in it. Starcade '85. It is to the resident fans. It is to Jim Crockett Promotions and Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. With that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard times. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still haven't seen the Ric Flair documentary, and apparently Andre the Giant documentary dropped recently. I don't even know if I knew there was a Ric Flair documentary. It was a uh, 30 for 30, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, I did. I saw the Ric Flair one. I did not see the Andre okay. the Giant one. You, but you did, Bruce. Yes, saw, yeah, saw Andre I actually the Giant watched one. it uh, uh, Sunday. I think um, it was really good. Uh, it's sad, obviously. Right. Uh, his story's a bit sad, but there's a big chunk in the middle that I was really super nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where it discusses how at the beginning of. You know, for for years throughout the seventies and in the early eighties, wrestling was very regionalized. Right. You know, there'd be these small local shows that would be in you know a few state areas, and they would travel around. They had their stars, uh, and they had deals with the local TV stations. Okay. Uh, but in the eighties, it's interesting when cable TV started rolling in, the McMahon family vacuumed them all up. Right. Had you know they had like the New York area, which was a you know big wrestling. Mm-hmm. area to begin with mm-hmm. they thought you know with cable everybody in the country could see it so they essentially cherry-picked all of these regional shows and they were pulling in you know tito santana and the junkyard dog the best talent right. out of all these regional you know, shows andre right. the giant right. uh you know and some of these guys you know hulk hogan was wrestling under a different name um so they pulled all these guys together and then started their usa show 
Uh, and that's when wrestling really went mm-hmm. huge. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of exploded uh, by having these you know super popular people mm-hmm. all around the country and not just localized. Uh, but Damn. so yeah, just them going through the the early years of the you know the WWF or WWE, whatever one it was at the time. I think it was F, F then. Um, yeah. Goddamn worldwide, worldwide World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, and the, the, what was the WWE. World, World Wrestling Entertainment. Gotcha. But, Are you uh, talking about the World um, Wildlife yes. F with the panda? That's they got sued <laughs> by them, and they the the Wildlife yeah. Fund won. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. Now, have you seen the T-shirts with the where there's a w, so WWF and there's a panda holding up a chair? Have you seen these T-shirts? <laughs> no, I, so I cool. need one. No, that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I can just remember being a kid at that time when wrestling was really exploding, and just how awesome it was, and how stoked I would be like every week. To watch, you know, these people, and you yeah. know, running around with like my Hulk Hogan. Folder. I went through that oh, phase 100%. too. Right. Every, I think, I mean, a lot of kids did mm-hmm. at that time period, like for that twenty-year span. I mean, even till today, it's still one of the highest-rated shows. Yeah, yeah. like I, I couldn't tell you anything about any of the wrestlers in the last, you know, several oh, no. decades. But, but I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of twelve-year-olds could. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that that eighties period though, and you know, when it was just because it, it was so new and fresh, and you know, it was, it was yeah, really wild. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, there's a big chunk in the middle. Where they talk about you know bringing in Andre the Giant because he was a he was really probably one of the biggest wrestlers in the country not not just size but you know popularity yeah uh, you know they would say you know they'd bring him into town and that he would have the hugest draw of any of their shows over the years because everybody would hear you know because they had never seen him on television yeah. exactly right he was an attraction you know. Just as much as it yeah, was. Yeah, Vince uh, McMahon is like the the greatest showman of the 1980s. He's a goddamn genius. Same, same fucking right. thing that Barnum did with, with his freak show, mm-hmm. in a sense. So, yes. So but, and he combined that with gladiatorial fighting. Like, like that. You know, that's kind of, you know, an interesting combination, I mm-hmm. guess. But... Um, well, I mean, there's so many personalities and you know, oh, yeah, you could root for. And, and you know, another thing, too, like... Uh, um, Multiculturalism, you know, like mm-hmm. other cultures, like Jimmy Superfly Snooker was Pacific mm-hmm. Islander. Tito Santana. Yes. Yeah. Coco uh, Beware. Coco Beware, you motherfucker. I was about to say that, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Beat me to that shit. God damn. So you, do you know that Nikolai Volkov, you remember, you remember Nikolai Volkov? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Polish power, Ivan Pusky, bitch. I got that one in first. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so uh, Nikolai Volkov lives right over in like Glenarm area. Oh, yeah? Like, he's not far from here at all. A wow. buddy of mine, actually, Chris. That's hilarious. Uh, Glenn you know, lo- Local filmmaker Chris LaMartina. I was sitting in on the auditions that he was doing uh, for one of his movies. You know, just went to some, like, some school gym they had that they mm. were running these auditions out of on, on a Saturday. And, you know, they're looking for somebody to fill the role of a janitor. And in walks Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's given this resume. I'm just like, what? I'm like, are you shitting me? Hired. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Are you kidding me? Uh, so he goes to read the script. And, you know, they give him the page or whatever that they want to read. They set up the camera. You know, he's doing a screen test or whatever. And he couldn't read. And so, he, number one, he was really concerned because he had no top teeth. He's like, I get my new teeth next week. They'll be here. <laughs> We're like, Damn, okay, whatever. Man. Teeth wow. aren't a big deal. So he takes the page. Wow. So he takes the page uh, to read, you know, his lines and do his little acting shtick or whatever. Is this for just voice or is he also? No, no, it's one screen. Like okay. it's, it's, a, right. it's a movie. All right. So he picks up the page and starts reading. You damn kids! I told you not to do that. 
puts mop in the bucket and walks away. Oh, he read <laughs> so that too. Starts reading all the stage instructions <laughs> in between the lines, turns head and looks menace. <laughs> and just <laughs> like I was sitting there just trying not to fucking bust out laughing. So Chris ended up not putting him in the movie. Apparently, because I guess, you know, he didn't, you know, I guess he found someone better for the screen test. How is that possible? I know. I would have found something for him to do. I'm like, if Nikolai Volkov shows up, you know, maybe he's too young and didn't realize who the fuck Nikolai Volkov was. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Uh, But I'm like, if Nikolai Volkov. uh, That's your draw. If he shows up. Right, right. If he shows up and wants to be in your movie. He fell in your lap. You figure something out. You know, you write something for him and put it in there any way you can. No, you hire him as the janitor because that's the greatest janitor of all time. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe one day we'll have to get Chris on the show so he can explain himself and his choices. Yeah. His terrible choices. I mean, can you imagine a Nikolai Volkov janitor with no top teeth? (laughs) It's as good as it gets. You don't. Can't cast that. So, yeah. That's about all I know about wrestling. <laughs> I was at a diner once, and Jake the Snake Roberts came in and sat down at the table next to us. Oh, was he begging for change? Might as well have been. <laughs> yeah. I think he was begging he was for pancakes for a while. I saw Mike Tyson once at an airport gate. Um, oh, wow. What was that like? He was just sitting there. Um, pe- there were like three or four people around him just like giggling and like trying to get him to get a picture or whatever. And he was nice and smiling. And What you know, era was this? He had a couple this? of bodyguards this... with him. This was... Like a few Couldn't years have been ago, more or than like six years, maybe five, okay, six years ago. Okay. Um, so he's a little calmer then. Yeah, right. a little. Did he rape anybody while you were there? No, not while I was there. Okay. Well, actually, it's funny. He was on one of them comedy roasts, and he one of his shticks that night was um, that he was all into poetry or something. That he was getting literary. He was trying <laughs> to play it, play it off like, like he actually had written poetry and he was publishing poetry or something. It was one of his things. Who knows. Yeah, it's strange that he's kind of he he went through this, you know, a bad period. Obviously, he's had a few of those, but, right? Yeah, but I mean, it seems like he's kind of been coming back now with like roles and you know small roles in movies. Like he was in the third Ip Man movie. Um, he was in. He has some new movie coming out called China Salesman with Steven Seagal. You know what it is? I think it's when people do so many bad things. Over the years, mm-hmm. and they're still in the limelight. People just kind of become accustomed to it, yeah. right? And, and that and becomes no matter, the stick. And no matter what they do, it's just oh, that's you know, he's just a lovable fuck up, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, I he, know you're talking. He about. went to prison for mm-hmm. raping someone. He bit somebody's ear off in the ring on live pay per view television, <laughs> whatever, and then proceeded to like he's still in everything. You know, right. you still see him all over the place. He has, his, still own, making... he has his own goddamn cartoon yeah. show. Right. It's, and it's great. Right. That's Don't what I hear. I've never watched it. I hear it's hysterical. And I say all this as a Mike Tyson fan. <laughs> I am I am the problem. I'm right. acknowledging that. It's but... all about hooking yourself into someone's memory. It, uh, whether even if it's notoriety, you're still going to remember it. And then eventually it coasts along on the fumes of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the only reason, like I know exactly what you're saying. The only reason that people even care about somebody like him right now at all and there's a thousand other names out there too we could attribute that to is strictly based on triggering that nostalgia oh 20 years ago when i was younger and banging what doing this that whatever young <laughs> that name that name stimulated a, a synapses in my brain in a similar way then so it's doing it now okay i'll eat it you know that's really all that's happening in our brains 
So do you, so so that's why OJ got off. Is that what you think? Mm-hmm. There, I think that you're talking about at first, the first time he got off. Yeah, he's gotten, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I've seen that documentary where they interview some of them jurors, mm-hmm. and this one older lady. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to change topics completely. It's all right. Just <laughs> no, it'll get it back. Around. It was more of a joke, but go on. This one lady. <laughs> this one lady basically admitted that she said we basically knew he was guilty, but. She basically like they want to the start black a riot folk, in the LA. black folk in what I was going to know. What I was going to say is the black folk in that jury, like we're doing this for the blacks, like you know, for black people. Like that was right. essentially what she said. Oh, I like, hear it. Yeah, I know, mean, even though they knew in their hearts that he was guilty, she said something like maybe he'd done it, but how was that? Fucking and then, justice? however, she she finished the sentence to make to make it sound like they did it thinking about black people. And how they were going to, but I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying it right and wrong, whatever. I'm just stating what I remember her saying. I didn't realize how big of a fucking deal it was. I guess because I was so young, I was mm-hmm. only what eleven when yeah, when yeah. the verdict was was announced. I watched these this montage of clips of just giant groups of people. There was a giant one in Times Square watching mm-hmm. the verdict mm-hmm. on the big monitors. Right. And all so these... they announced that there's huge cheering. Yeah. yeah. It was just this... Uh, out, it was either outraged white people <laughs> okay. or fucking celebratory black people. Uh-huh. And there was, there was no in-between. Right. You were either happy as shit or you were saying this this is an injustice. This is this is a flaw in the system. Mm. And it was just fifteen minute video of just all these different people's reactions. I just didn't realize how big of a fucking deal oh, it was. Oh yeah. I mean the whole country was watching that whole thing. I remember I, I was remember, at my I was at a party didn't. when the Bronco chase went on, you know. I guess that was what, my senior year of high school, the end of my senior that year of high school, maybe ninety four. Okay. Um was the car chase. Yeah, I uh, you know, I was over I can remember being at a party at uh, this guy Brent's house. And, uh, yeah, just watching that on TV, and we were all just, like, all fucked up, just like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. Like, OJ's driving down the road. They think he killed people, and he's fucking, the police are chasing him in a Bronco, and, yeah, I mean. talking about him having a gun to to his head and Mm -hmm. shit. And from, like, that point on, yeah, I mean, it just became, you know, a fucking circus. Uh, Yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, you couldn't get away from it. It was everywhere. Oh, yeah, 24-7. I, I remember my parents being glued to the TV, watching that shit all day long. Mm-hmm. That's all that was on whenever it was on for a whole year. Wow. And they were just like, I have <laughs> memories as a kid of just like Judge Ito and Marsha Cross like on TV. Yeah. I remember that. It's yeah. a part of my childhood. Wow. Damn and <laughs> I don't know what to think of the outcome, but... Hey, he's out now, a free man. Which is there some story about how he went right to McDonald's or something? Or is that that could just be marketing for all I know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure McDonald's is really trying to get that OJ association rolling. Dude, there was this local news. Let me tell you this. I yeah. So the Bronco chase was June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. So maybe it was actually last day of my junior year. Yeah. Of school. If you graduated ninety five, then yeah. it would have to be. Yeah. I remember it was ninety four because it was the same year we saw Forrest Gump. Because it was at uh, around the same week. Because we were in Ocean City, <laughs> and uh, the the Bronco Chase was live. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Damn. Kenny John? Um, oh no, my God. Yeah, so the verdict. So that 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 was in the beginning of. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> 
So it's June 94 that happened. The yeah. verdict wasn't announced till October 3rd, 1995. Right. I knew it was over Jeez. a year. Wow. Damn. So what are you saying? Wow. Getting John? Um, it's insane. About like So marketing. it says right here, <laughs> <you> fucking asshole. <laughs> you beat me to it. Sorry. <laughs> fucking dick. Go uh, ahead. Like the whole bit about there was this news story that OJ went straight to McDonald's when he got out this this last time, which either a who gives a fuck kinda because you know that's not really fucking news you know b what would stop McDonald's from putting that out? Well, I mean they wouldn't necessarily want that out. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's but what it's I was still saying. that's that's back to my point of notoriety though, like. <laughs> Don't you want to be like a little naughty deep down inside? That's like the naughty dollar right there. Not McDonald's. Who wants to eat at the same place O.J. Simpson eats? But anyway, <laughs> the, the, this one local news station, I don't remember, might have been Fox. I don't really know off the top of my head. It was like where they in the morning where they cut to the weather guy, you know, like where they're in the studio. Uh-huh. We got so-and-so out on the roads. It was like a live out on right. the roads report. It was like a winter snowy morning. And this fucking dude in his, like, I don't know, right around 50, gray beard, roly-poly, he's got this personality. He's, like, in his car. The camera, sh- you know, appears on him. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm just driving out. Don't leave if you, your house if you don't have to, folks. Don't leave your house if you don't have to, folks. It's snowy. It's pretty bad. And then he's pulling through a McDonald's drive-thru. Traffic as he's Jimmy. Del- as he's yeah. delivering the report. Oh, yeah. And he's got a little McDonald's yeah. pillow in his right. back seat. And he's like, can I get a filet of fish? Can I get a filet of fish? Can I get a filet of fish? He, like, asked for it. Like three times before <laughs> he even hears any voice, before he's prompted to say anything, he just starts shouting into the into the thing. Like, it's so fucking funny. Like, yeah, I totally. And at that. first, I saw that I'm like, this is awesome. I got fucking duped and suckered in, and this was already like five years ago. And I posted it on my Facebook, and this is one of the funniest things ever. Isn't this funny? And like a fucking idiot. Then it struck me a couple weeks or a month later that it was just a fucking commercial. Is all that was. You're such a dipshit. <laughs> I swear to God. It's not just because someone happens to be at an establishment. And he's got a McDonald's pillow in his back seat. Clearly in view of the camera. It's got this fucking M and it's a pillow. Okay, is there a, now I know exactly the video you're talking about okay. and the guy you're referring yeah, to. Yeah. Is there any doubt in your mind that mu- that motherfucker doesn't eat McDonald's probably 5 days a week? Okay? <laughs> and loves him some of those golden arches. But if he did, here's the thing. Would he be that stupid to order a fillet of fish at like 8 o'clock in the morning or or whatever? Like it was like some hour that they don't do fillet, and the guy even said, "We don't do that. It, it, all we got is breakfast." Like <laughs> hey, you got it me was on like that early one. as shit. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Touche. Like, it. So, but that pillow is what the tipped it off for me, man. Like yeah, you, you it, sold me. He's he's a he's a McDonald's shill for sure. <laughs> another fucking goddamn traffic shill. jam, Jimmy. So apparently, according to the New York Daily News, O.J. Simpson chows down on McDonald's for first meal's free man. The juice pounded two number four combos <laughs> from a Nevada McDonald's as his first post-prison meal during the long road to Sin City. <laughs> what However, the, oh it doesn't God. it doesn't fucking say what a number four combo is. Like See, that that's should, bad that reporting. Sh- that should that's be shitty like, reporting. Right, exactly. That should be like the next. Let me think. Wait a minute. Fucking paragraph. A number four combo. If I had to guess, that's a that's yeah, a that's, double quarter pounder. That's a fine example of the rot that's taking place. <laughs> really? It's, it's yeah. That's an imperative. 
That's well, it's, it's just a sim- emblematic of a larger problem. That's all I'm saying. It's <laughs> Why would you not explain what's in the number four after you have that sentence? Because it's just an assumption Unless you're that an incompetent... every person knows what a number four McDonald's Which is a shit assumption, and you're a garbage journalist if you make that if you do that. Eh, that's maybe. that's shit. Or that's know- just shit. Or he knows his audience. Hmm. Hmm. What the fuck? I, lo- I love that threat too. The fourth largest army in the world. The fourth large. How scary are you if you're fucking number four? So I totally, like, why is it so difficult to find out what the fucking number four combo is? Like, McDonald's doesn't even have a list on their sites. They have all their combo meals, but they don't list what the numbers are. Maybe it's different. It's probably a regional store. thing. It's, it's all, I'm sure it's all ch- different in different I, regions. Yeah, but I bet the top eight have got to be the same. Around. You'd think. You'd think. Number one's Big Mac, right? We can all agree on that. I'm pretty sure number one. Unless meal. it's just like a cheese. Well, God, probably, we're talking about gonna, McDonald's yeah. again. I know. Wow. See, this is your <laughs> fault this time. That's on you. Actually, it was we your could, fault last time, too. We could get off it. McDLT. Oh. No, I think it's a good topic because everyone relates to it. Yeah. I mean. But it's funny. <laughs> Twice now, McDonald's has hijacked the conversation. Three times because we yeah. talked about Supersize Me. That's right. On a separate occasion. Yep. And we probably talked about that movie, The Founder, at one point. Possibly. Yeah. Which is a really good flick. It's a shame McDonald's doesn't deliver. So, <laughs> uh, to switch gears a little bit, uh, I was telling these guys earlier this week, Guinea John, by the way, coming at you, uh, <laughs> that I've, I've never seen my cousin Vinny from the beginning. I've seen like 20 minutes in to the end, like many times. But, like, uh, you know, there's tons of movies out there, if you stop and think about it, where you, that's the case. Because you don't catch every single movie from the very fucking beginning. But I would have thought that that, you know, movie concerning your people the way that does, <laughs> that that would be high on your, your priority list. You know. Like, you would have made that must-see TV. All right, I'm going to say shit on your cousin. <laughs> Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know, it's just comes down to marissa tomei in that movie marissa tomei <laughs> yeah she is ultra fine oh yeah especially like did she, you see she aged pretty well she aged very well and she's at may now in spider-man right yes yeah, and yeah. super smoking hot in that too uh especially there's that one scene where she's singing bon jovi jesus christ <laughs> you don't have to go there <laughs> i'm just kidding about that part um, I really don't have anything. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> have about? you have you seen the wrestler with her and Mickey Rourke in it, where she plays a stripper? No. You need to it's if a you're a fan. Good, yeah, it's a good one. If you yeah, especially if you're a fan, there's Marissa Tomei. Wow. But it's, a good, the it's movie, a good movie. The, yeah, way, I was gonna yeah. say the movie's a solid ten, regardless. So you definitely need to see it. Uh, if you fucking invest in a Blu-ray player, I'd lend it to you. You probably got. A lot of those Blu-rays probably come with a regular, don't they? Would you say? Some. Yeah. A regular. <laughs> a regular version. Can I get a regular physical? <laughs> physical. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if Dude, you should. I was going to tell you this. Just bring me a short stack of regular DVDs that you think I probably should see. 
I'll take like one or two out of the stack and I have it back to you in one week. Is that what you'll do? Yes. <laughs> Wait. Unless you're one of those that doesn't you're... like lending shit out to people. Oh. <laughs> so what are you leaving the stack here and just taking it I wouldn't to the necessar- library? I mean, remember that time Pat brought over a box of DVDs? That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I got a bag of DVDs back there if you guys want them. But what kind of shit? Porn. <laughs> Why are you getting rid of it? Because I have the internet. Oh, yeah. Fell into my lap, so to speak. The bag did? Correct. See, everyone... I think I already even... I think I even showed the bag to you the one time. And you and you said... I vetted it and I just went through it and didn't yeah, want anything. Right. Yeah. There was nothing... There was no... Uh, none of your fetishes covered in the, in the what? catalog. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. No. But, um... But everybody at one point in their life have had a bag or a box of porn. Bruce was trying to play it off like he didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he had a satellite. He had porn. He he had a digital box. Yeah, but what if you need to do need to take care of business and your parents are in the living room and shit like that? You know, you don't always have access to that when you're that age. Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, Willy Wonka over here. <laughs> Willy Wanka. Your imagination. So no, looking up my copy of the wrestler. Apparently, it does not have a DVD with it. It only has. Oh, you looked up the cop it, band. It, it has a di- it has a digital copy. That's research. Whew. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm a good friend. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you you know you can lend me stuff. Don't don't hesitate. Like I had this one friend who didn't want to ever lend me his records because he he said that quote. You'll get spaghetti sauce on it. <laughs> Wait, was I mean, that that is a valid concern? Was that me? No, I think okay. it was my my friend Mike that has your same birthday. Actually, is who that was. Because it sounds like some might say. Yeah, Because yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw some Parmesan sauce uh, all over. Yeah, aren't you the one who got spaghetti sauce mail. all over my mail? Right. <laughs> That's mail. M A L E. I got a lot of emails today. So, uh, like, what would you want to borrow? I don't even. Cause here's the thing: all this stuff we talk about, Day of the Locusts, like interesting shit. Yeah, that, all 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 of my standard DVDs are pretty much just buried away. Gotcha. Like, it's not necessarily easy access. Uh, you know, the Blu-rays I have all out on shelves and stuff. But DVDs are packed in away. stacks and you know when you have thousands upon thousands of them it do you have all the boxes little... or do you just yeah. keep the discs i got all the boxes okay cases yeah i um, sort of got rid of my cases and i just have the the discs inside a book like uh zipper booklets you know right Safe I, I had thought about it but i don't know i still need to get that vhs transfer for all thing going dude yeah just bring it over i can do it right here what are you trying to do? I got a stack of VHS about this high, you know, uh, a foot <laughs> and a half, a <laughs> foot and a half off the table. It reminded me of uh, National Lampoon's. Oh, got a stack of nudie mags this high. <laughs> Did you ever bop your baloney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what? What do you? So you have stuff on VHS that you're trying to do transfer on DVD yeah, just because I don't want to have a bunch of VHS tapes taking up space. Okay. I just want it like condensed. So what are they? Just old VHS of like like me and my bands okay, when I was gotcha. like nineteen and I shit you meant like that. Like, you know, no, you know, not a copy of like Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> that like 
He's like, oh, let, let me make a let me make a DVD-R from VHS tape <laughs> instead of <laughs> cheap ass spending ninety nine cents on eBay. So not no, my, not that, my vintage, that I understand. Not vintage Christie Canyon, nothing like that. <laughs> She's an adult actress. I, I know who it was. <laughs> it's cool. I watch the vintage uh, section sometimes. I don't know why. Yeah, the genre. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? They call yeah. me. They call me Guinea genre. Sometimes, sometimes you want to watch a little hair. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, a little steel wool, as Guinea John would say. <laughs> oh damn, man! Long week. It's funny, like if you think of in the '70s when the men had mustaches and the women had bushes, like you're just like it's like Brillo on Brillo, like when you're going down. Like, what? What was that like? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I literally was referring to that statement you made before <laughs> on another podcast. The same sentiment, the same, same thing? exact thing. Okay, <laughs> still well, like I just, steel wool. Put it there. back in my head. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's also to say that I mean, mustaches and and bush are still around, right? Yeah, they've disappeared. Yeah, it's not it's mainstream true. anymore. Now they're hipster. Yeah. I will come. Hey, Annie! Annie, what was that? What was that? That voice just now. What was it? will come okay you must have heard that sorry hey come on into dinner i will come your boy that's fucking hilarious i've always been a fan ryan flaherty of course as we caught him i i knew that would happen He's got a <laughs> he's got a little baseball plaque outside Camden Yards where the home runs fly out in the courtyard and they hit the concrete and then they put mm-hmm. a little baseball plaque there with the information. There's one that says Ryan Flaherty, four twenty feet, four hundred and twenty feet. And uh How do they know the exact spot? I think they have a guy who marks them. Really? Yeah, he stands there. He goes and he has like a he stands there until they can actually mark it with like paint or something. He has like an official ball marker. <laughs> Damn. Are you jealous? Does that mean he's got to be paying attention to that fucking square area of right? Like he doesn't get to watch. Time? He doesn't get to watch the game. He just well, stands outside. Well, sure he probably, watches with the batter. He the, watches from the outfield. Yeah, because that's that whole spot is like where the bullpen is and their standing area and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Good times at Camden Yards, and the Nats have been sucking. They don't. They, they don't got Daniel Murphy right now. He's our best hitter, as far as hits. And Bryce Harper actually is having a good start. He he's he goes through when, long when, stretches. When, when you when you said he was the hitter, we kind of assumed you meant as in hits. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> really, just say that. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Fucking Rain Man over here shooting <laughs> off stats. 
Um, Bryce Harper goes through long ass stretches where he does Bryce jack Harper, shit. yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper, where yeah. he does jack shit. I watch the Nats, but the beginning of this year he's been he's been doing well. Bunch <laughs> doing, Ryan Zimmerman slumping, Michael doing, A. Taylor slumping, doing well, slumping, slumping, Def, definitely Dude, slumping, definitely slumping. Chris Davis, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I heard nice things about him, but oh my I heard, god, I heard he beats his wife. No, you didn't. <laughs> you heard terrible. no such thing. Uh, we'll start that rumor. <laughs> Heard he kicks children. Today I was like listening. Yeah, right. Today I was listening to the radio, and he was up, and it was a three-one count. Uh-huh. And I was just like, "Don't swing, dude. Just don't swing. Just don't fucking swing." At least you got a chance of getting to first base. Let it go to three-two, and then you can strike out. But if you don't swing at three-one, you got a fighting chance of getting to walk. And that's where that's where it begins and ends with him. He, he that's how bad he is right now, like and he's been as bad for a long fucking time. Well, I mean, two years, but <laughs> yeah. Who, who's counting? <laughs> anyway, it's, anyway, it's funny because prior to those two years, he was amazing, the home run leader, yeah. like two years in a row. So it's fucked up. I just i I hate discounting the guy completely because he's had an off year, right? right. They made I mean, him stop taking Adderall. I mean, we shall see. If he'd stop, you know, his time torturing puppies. Jesus maybe, Christ. Maybe he'd be able to turn his career around. Torturing yeah. puppies. <laughs> he's, trying, he's sacrificing them to Joe Bull. <laughs> Joe Bull. Joe Bull. We fuck. He needs to give Joe Bull some whiskey or something because I, I agree he's, he's, he's flat. Did you ever see Bull Durham? I have. It's a great movie. Great baseball movie. There is a... Guinea John... You totally haven't seen it. How you? As, oh, I, I don't get it, man. You love baseball so much. And I, There's you know something... what I love even almost more than baseball? Baseball movies. Because they're <laughs> fucking great. And there's so many good ones you haven't seen. All, all right. We're going to, I'm going to, here, we're going to pull up a list. It's, it's, you're not going to like it. It's not going to be pretty. Ah, oh, you're breaking my heart. You're killing me, Smalls. Fredo. <laughs> yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, wait. You have seen Sandlot, right? Uh, yes. Okay. One time. I think you're bluffing. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. I don't want. To, I don't want to guilt you into trying to lie. Is all right. I gotta go to Google because apparently you have Yahoo set up as your default browser, maybe, <laughs> and like it's not bringing up shit. Like who yeah, the fuck is Google. Yahoo? I, I, had, I just I did. thought I had Google pulled up. Uh, like you may have. I probably closed it out like five times. Oh. Why on earth? Like does Yahoo even? Why does Yahoo even fucking exist anymore? Like have they overstayed their welcome? Nah, they're still a thing. Like, what are they good for? Nothing. Email, maybe. Maybe. For old people. <laughs> Yahoo. I mean, they were like... And huge. their news splash page is really lowbrow. It's, like, terribly lowbrow. You can tell they're, like... Maybe they're big in, like, Texas or Oklahoma or something. Maybe they're big in Michigan, like <laughs> what us. What the fuck does that mean? Big in Texas or Oklahoma? He's <laughs> completely pigeonholed those states. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't understand as what. <laughs> fucking fucking lowbrow. Fucking lowbrow news feed. It must be for like people in Texas or Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's not to get? I mean yeah, I'm painting with a wide stroke there, maybe, you know, or Yeah, I'm sure all Texans use a Yahoo. <laughs> 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 I 
don't All know right. what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> I'm just fucking with that. According to the BleacherReport.com, best 25 baseball movies of all time. All right, all right here we go. Uh, I'm skipping past the honorable mentions because fuck them. Uh, number five, Fever Wait, Pitch. Wait, why are we on five? No, Wait, I'm at 25, sorry. <laughs> I've never heard of Fever Pitch. Never heard uh, of that. That's with uh, Drew Jimmy Barrymore Fallon. and right, Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Uh, I remember thinking it was fucking awful. And like he was yeah. like, he was a guy that was like obsessed with baseball to the point where it like ruined his relationship. The Red Sox, and yeah. Then, right. And then like the girl had to change and be accepting of his shitty behavior. Wow. And then it became I like okay. That. Yeah, it was like I remember watching and just thinking, like, I should in theory be on the guy's side. It was an overboard situation. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, overboard, I get it. But this, you know, I thought <laughs> this I just thought the guy was being a douche. Uh, Kurt Russell, <laughs> he's a gentleman, right? Right. Uh, number twenty-four, the Stratton story from nineteen forty-nine. Nope. Ne- never heard of that in my life. Apparently, with Jimmy Stewart and June Allison. No idea. Uh, tells the tale of Monty Stratton, the right-handed pitcher Not for important. Chicago White Sox. Not important. Number twenty-three, <laughs> the Pride of St. Louis from nineteen fifty-two. Not a clue. Keep on going. Is that Gary Coop? No, no, no. That is Dan Daly. No, don't know it. And you would have if it was Gary Cooper. Uh, number 22, Damn Yankees. That's a musical, isn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, Broadway musical, the same name, blah, blah, blah. It's another one for that is from 1958. Also, I've oh. not seen it. I thought that was like a, a, a hair band in the 80s. Uh, what also was that? <laughs> it had uh, Jack Blaze from Night Ranger. Getting a little more recent here. Number 21, Cobb. Great movie. Uh, from 1994. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is Ty Cobb. Oh, fantastic movie. Have not seen it. Oh yeah, it's a good Damn. one. Damn, it, it it's a it's I a great. I remember it, but I, I remember it, but I didn't see it. it right? Yeah, it's a great biopic, if anything. But there's a lot of baseball in there. I right. mean, in '94, that was what my junior slash senior year of high school. So I was, you know, right smoking on. pot and listening to heavy metal and banging mm-hmm. chicks, watching the Bronco chase, <laughs> watching the Bronco chase. From 2006, number 20, Off the Black. No idea what this is. Nope. Uh, it is with Nick Nolte. Nineteen uh, twenty? No, it's number twenty. <laughs> oh, oh, number twenty. I was like, from ni- from two thousand six. Oh, you're like, how old is Nick Nolte? God damn, <laughs> he's aged pretty well. Uh, never seen it. I don't even think I've heard of it. Number nineteen from nineteen fifty seven. Fear strikes out. No idea. Nope. It was made with Anthony Perkins from Psycho. <sighs> number. 18 sugar from 2008 i can i can still hear your sound effects coming through oh good uh sugar <laughs> never heard of it i have no idea what that is number 17 2002 the rookie that's a good movie i was gonna say that one dennis quaid right uh i still haven't seen it he's uh it's actually based on a true story he was a high school teacher and uh and a and he coached the high school team and then the his his team coached or convinced him to try out for I want to say the Rangers mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere down south and uh, he ended up making the team as a as a as a walk on pitcher at age like thirty eight or forty or so something. is it's kind of like the baseball version of Invincible with Marky Mark exactly where he tries out for the Phillies hundred percent okay uh, well, that's not on that list. Please don't tell me that's going to be on that fucking list. That's a football movie. Right. Oh. They're, they're dip, you said you know. Phillies, didn't you? I thought you said Phillies. Did I say Phillies? Or did I, it, was oh, it doesn't Eagles. matter. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Whatever. Go ahead. Whatever. Uh, uh, 16, Up for Grabs, 2004. No idea what that is. Something about Barry. Oh, it's a documentary, Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire. Whatever. Bang oh, the Drum oh. Slowly, 1973. Uh, it's a documentary too, isn't it? 
No, uh, that is that about a guy who's uh, dying or something? Michael Moriarty and Robert De Niro. Yes, terminally ill. Okay, right. yes, yes, yes. Have not seen that. Michael Moriarty. Wow. Uh, number fourteen, sixty-one from two thousand one. Great movie. Uh, it's about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Yes, the year it was actually the year nineteen sixty-one, and the record was sixty-one homers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Barry and Pepper, directed, Thomas Jane, directed by who? Ooh, uh, oh, oh, Billy Crystal. There you go. Good, good pool. Thanks, man. I, I'm actually really impressed that you just rattled that. You, it, um, it's weird. Like baseball movies are uh-huh. like my wheelhouse. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, but so far, I yeah, I don't, uh, except for those super old ones. I don't yeah, know well, the the, here's here's one: The Pride of the Yankees from 1942. Actually, that's that's the Lou one. Gehrig. With Gary Cooper. Yes, yeah, Lou Gehrig story. Yeah, thank Gary yeah, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. by Gary, with Gary Cooper. I have seen that. Uh, 1998: The Life and Times of Hank Greenberg, number 12. Mm. Uh, no idea. What year uh, is that? Another documentary, it looks like. I mean, I know who Hank Greenberg is, but I don't know. Number 11, finally, one I've seen in its entirety. Rookie of the Year. From 1988, Eight Men Out. Oh, yeah, I I saw that, yeah. So that's an excellent one. All right, getting down to the top 10, finally. (laughs) So hopefully hopefully these will all be somewhere. probably could have started here. I probably should have started here. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, Number 10, 42, which I haven't seen. That was the recent one. Yeah, Jackie Robinson. Yes. Good movie. Uh, with uh, okay, number nine, The Sandlot from nineteen ninety three, classics. Oh yes, forever. It's about as good as baseball movies get, if you ask me. Yeah, it's probably my favorite. I, I would, I would, I would give that my personal number one. But number number eight, another very solid movie that I'm happy to see on here. We probably should have wrote down lists of what we thought would be on here, and they'll probably be on here. Yeah. Uh, League of Their Own from 1992. Great movie. Another classic. Love have it. Have you seen that? Nah. I need to see it. Holy Ugh. shit. Like, I've seen little bits and pieces of it, but I need to see oh, the whole thing. Oh, that's a... Yeah, that, that's one that just... It's a great... It's a... it's a It captures the time perfectly. Well, great acting, great, great characters, acting. good laughs, right. you know emotional and mm-hmm. it, it transcends just being a sports movie you know which yes. i think you know the best sports movies you don't even have to like the sport to like the movie because of the characters right, and their right, interactions right. And, you know it's it's really really a good movie uh number what the fuck is this number 7 from 2011 ball player pilotero don't know it documentary don't know it something about Dominican Republic kids okay Number six. Oh, I didn't even think about this, but yeah, this one should definitely be there. Uh, let me just say one name. Yeah, yeah give me, give me. A hint. I bet I can guess the rest. Willie Mays Hayes. Oh, I'm talking about yeah, Major, Major League. League there you go. That's that far down. Where would you expect it? I'd expect it like it's number six, top three. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, come on, man. Top three. It's, it's good, but not top three uh, good. It's pretty goddamn good. Well, I'm biased. Cause I'm from Cleveland, so. Go ahead. Number five, down to the top five. <laughs> the Natural. Natural. It's a good one. Which I've never seen, actually. Robert Redford. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a good story. Number four. It's based on a book by a Jewish guy called Bernard Malamud, which I've tried. I tried reading the book and I, I just fucking couldn't get through it. It was boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, his bat, and I read some books that Wonder people Boy call boring. One mm-hmm. donut for you. Like, so, and you've seen the natural? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, bad. I've probably seen zero of these. It's pretty awful. Or you saw Major League, though, right? I did see that okay. multiple times. That's right. my one that I focused in on. Okay. Uh, this next one I forgot existed. But it's recent and really fucking good. Uh, Moneyball. Oh, I did enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really, really good. Shockingly good. so. I did. I, yeah, I forgot about that as well. But good movie. Top that three. Good movie. Number three. All right. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Um, Bull Durham Field mm. Dreams are two of them. Yeah. Obviously. Those are the two. I'm struggling for three, though. Maybe The Babe. That could be yeah, one. Yeah, they haven't listed that yet. They haven't listed that. They who, haven't who, list- was the, who played Babe Ruth? John Goodman. Oh. It's pretty good. That's um, from the 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, Rookie of the Year has not been listed. I find that hard to believe. If that doesn't make the top 25, that's bullshit list. Because that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous and outlandish. Oh, um, Daniel Stern, Gary Busey. Uh, the kid, the kid, the pit, the main character is the kid from American Pie. One of the guys. Oh, wow. Uh, he was in some random things as a youngster. Uh, something about night. Uh, like he was at like a night like time traveling kid in King Arthur's court, maybe. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, anyway, but he plays this kid who uh, he breaks his arm, and the way it heals, he can throw like a hundred mile per hour fastball. He's like twelve years old, <laughs> and he gets and he gets recruited by the Cubs. Right, right. And uh, so he's like then this crazy starting pitcher at twelve for the Cubs, and Gary Busey's the, the uh, another aging pitcher. And uh, now see, I would almost since they include the Sandlot, yeah, it should be in I'm there. I'm almost wondering if maybe the Bad News Bears would be in here Ooh, too. Bad News Bears should be in there, but there's only yeah, three spots list. left. See, it's a bullshit list because I can think of probably another at least what? six or seven movies that should be in there. What was that one? El Nino Pilatero or something? Yeah, right. Like, the what the fuck is that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Right, that one. Uh, so, number three. El, uh, <laughs> what was that? El Nino Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, if you build it. I mean, Guinea John. If you build it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't you worry about it. Take care of it in post. Well, yeah, I don't have much of a choice now, do I? <laughs> Guinea yeah. John. So, yeah. Guinea John, right, if you build so, it, if I you will build come. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you building? <laughs> Sex robot. So, yes, number three, Field of Dreams. So, we can all agree on that. Field of Creams. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Oh, wow. Number two is indeed. The Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. Good call, Bruce. Uh, so, I mean, that, that number one has to be... Uh, uh, do you think Bull Durham will be number one? It hasn't been on there yet. No, it hasn't. So Bull then that's got to be. But you also said Rookie of the Year. Do you that's think that's a little too Disney-fied? One. That yes. can't be number one. But I, it's bullshit. It didn't make the list, though. Right. Because that was that a shit. Right. Yeah, that was a... I could even probably think of a couple more baseball movies. Um but yeah, Bull Durham's got to be number one since it hasn't even been listed yet. Number one, moment of truth, Bull Durham. Yep, there we go. It's a classic. So yes, yeah, so a new Blu-ray just got announced for it. I've never seen Bull Durham, uh, so I will probably be picking up the uh, new a good one, one. Blu-ray. It's probably the only movie that I've ever wanted to jerk off to Susan Sarandon in. But um. She looks up. She, there are moments was, in Rocky was, Horror Picture Show. Where, I was gonna say she was yeah. a looker in the you yeah know, in, early in her career. Yeah, she's she's hit or miss. It's weird. Sometimes sometimes I'll look at her. I'll be like, wow, she's pretty good looking. 
not bad. And then other times you're like, ugh. Yeah. It's like fucking like Gollum. <laughs> uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's... So other ones that were missed on this list, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, are, oh, you, are you looking one. at the... Um, yeah, that's... A, what are you looking at? The honorable mention? or uh, Just some random okay. shit. Yeah. Uh, the Babe one here. Trouble with the Curve, that Clint Eastwood one where he's like the uh, agent. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. Lame. Uh, uh, what, uh, there's that Kevin Costner one for the love of the game, too, which was kind of weird and surreal. For the love of the Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Major, Major League Two. The Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars. Little, and Murder there, I think there's one called Little Big League. Maybe? Yes, where, yes, where the there kid, was the kid right. gets the Minnesota Twins. I think it was. Mm-hmm. He inherits them and becomes the general manager. And uh, that was a pretty interesting movie. I wouldn't maybe it might not be top twenty, but mm. the scout they didn't list. Oh, but that they have. Oh, well, they had, they have Brewster's Millions listed on here as a baseball movie. Well, it starts not, at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I don't consider yeah. that a baseball movie though. I, yeah, I agree. That's that'd that's, be called. That'd be like the Naked Gun. That yeah. one scene yes, in the yes. baseball game? It's a stretch. <laughs> but it still beat the, beats the hell out of El Nino's Biblioteca or whatever that was. Do either one of you happen to read that article I posted? It might have been uh, E-Bombs World or Cracked or one of those, mm-hmm. whatever. But it was about, and you may have even known this story before I posted, I showed you guys the article. But it was about that, uh, uh, I forget the name of it, something some of a, a, a nook or a took the Eskimo. And it was the script. Nanook of the North? Maybe. Was the original? Nanook of the North. Oh, I, I saw, I read that. Was I read that a bunch early? of that. It's, it's like about this whole, really like, bad luck. Oh, script. no, no, the cursed, cursed, the cursed, cursed script. Yeah, no, I did read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. And it's weird that they were all tied together through it. Yeah, I don't know Do if you, I read that. Did you buy from... all that? Some of that seemed a little bit of a stretch to me. Or do, I, do I buy curses? No. No, I mean, did, did, you... did you just fart? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you look like you lifted from your chair a little bit. I call it the patented lift and cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Gillette Stadium's going to fucking pay me for that. Um. <laughs> um, some of that seemed a little too, like, let's fill people, hard to believe. Let's fill people in, because we haven't explained Go it ahead. yet. Um, so, supposedly, there's this, this script written in the, I guess, early to mid-70s. Mm-hmm. I forget who the, screen, who the writer was, but it's kind of irrelevant, I guess. Um, and it was written about an Eskimo traveling to New York City. And it was written specifically with John Belushi in mind for the role mm-hmm. when it was original. Then, uh, and I believe it was pitched to him, and he wanted to do it, and it was even in the works to be done, and then he, you know, Dies. kicked it. Um, so then, if I remember correctly, the screenplay went... Four to, years later, went to Sam Kinison. Thank you. Kinison. 
Okay. Uh, a took. A took. Okay. Is, is what's called. What, what's Nanook? Is that the N- horse Nanook's from a, Never Ending Story? L- Nanook's a legitimate. Nanook of the North was actually an old Eskimo movie. Okay. Like from like the 20s or something, maybe. <laughs> it's like a supposed documentary that watching this. Okay. Eskimo around. Okay. That sounds So familiar. I'm guessing the incomparable A Took, which is a 1963 novel written by uh, Todd Carroll. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Sure. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so, yes. So it was pitched to Belushi. He dies. Then it was pitched to Kennison, mm-hmm. who allegedly agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think they even said in that article they they filmed some of it. Um, Is that what do I? I think you have that right. Yeah, Kennison filmed one scene for the film, but was reportedly not happy with the result and demanded rewrites of certain parts of the script to put them more in line with his expected character. Expensive lawsuit resulted, uh, which largely responsible for Kennison's later day financial woes. In 92, talks began again in an effort to continue production of the movie. Uh, by the way, I'm reading an article uh, from the website, alteredimensions.net. And then was who was next? Was it Chris Farley, maybe? Next up, Candy. Candy John Candy. Okay. You're, you're pretty good with the chronology here. I'm yeah. pretty impressed. Uh, so, yes. Uh, two years after Kinson's death, it, it went around to uh, John Candy. And uh, he began reading through it. March of that year, he died unexpectedly of a heart attack. Again, it got shelved. Several months later, it was pitched to Chris. Michael O'Donohue, who was a close friend with Belushi and Kinison, died unexpectedly oh, of a right, cerebral right. hemorrhage. I forgot about that guy. Uh, and that's when it really began uh, getting a curse. Uh, when when the guy that nobody remembers <laughs> died, that's when it was. <laughs> it was a, sorry, so no. in ninety in, in seven, it was then offered to Chris Farley, yeah. who uh, bid it. And then at Farley's funeral, uh, Phil Hartman was apparently the one who encouraged Farley to take a look at it and was going to have a or wait at Farley's funeral. At Farley's funeral was good friend Phil Hartman, whom Farley had reportedly oh. read the Atuk script with and encouraged to take a co-starring role in the movie. Five uh, months after Farley's death, Hartman was shot and murdered by his drunken wife. Jeez. So, yeah. Well, so, That's apparently this, this fucking story of uh, uh, an Inuit Eskimo uh, running around trying to adapt to New York has killed a lot of comedians. I mean, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> it sounds like a decent movie. So would you read the script? I would a hundred percent read the script, and I would. I am kind of want to make it. I'm should, not gonna lie. Should we act it out on air? We should do like a Baltimore version of it. <laughs> it doesn't. I even, mean, right? You could adapt it to Baltimore. hundred percent. No, right. The city it doesn't is have not, to be. It doesn't the city have to can be, be a character, but we can just right. have a you know a more disease riddled murderous character. Right. So so which one of us is playing a took? I mean, I only see one of us with Asian features. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Bruce has got the Eskimo like beard. He's got that. Like, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say build. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's do it. That's what I mean. I wonder. I wonder. It's got to be a good script if all these guys loved it so much, right? Because the talent was there. Is the script accessible? Accessible. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, when in Rome, man, you know? Accessible. When in in Rome. (laughs) 
If it gets really bad, I will tr- I will pull off. I've pulled off before. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, we should definitely look into it at least. Make a version. That's fucking hilarious. We could even, we could even, we could just totally rip it off, and it doesn't even have to be an Eskimo. It can be some type of a different mm-hmm. type of, you know, mentally handicapped person. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> fucking guys just toned me out completely. <laughs> you have one guy on the laptop and one guy on the fucking phone. I was trying to I was ignoring trying to every word I no, was saying. No, no, I, I hear I you loud and clear, bro. I heard you wanted to change him from an Eskimo to a retard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. I was just equating Eskimos to mentally retarded. <laughs> I'm sure, that would go over well with our Eskimo listenership. Do we have any Alaska hits? I don't think we have any any DLs in uh, Alaska. I don't think we have two any in hits. Russia, so they wow. could be prone to cold weather, but. More likely, they're uh, some type of bot, if I had to guess. Bot. Or a mail-order bride. Some type of bot. <laughs> mail-order bride. Fuck. The fuck? I was going to look up something, and I forgot. By the time I got in there, I forgot. I don't know. I forgot. Had to crank out a few words with friends? Nope. Not while we're rolling. Um. Not even if you come up with a really good one. No. I must break you. So I would think that... Put that in the microphone there, bro. We can't hear you. Yeah, put that thing right in your mush. Shit your face. <laughs> oh, man. So I would think that uh, a famous cursed script... I, I couldn't hear that one. This <laughs> is no. seagull. God. I would totally think that uh, a cursed script would be easily found on the internet. Well, you said it was written in paperback, right? It was yeah, a, it was based it was a on a book, book, right. So, so I want to find the actual script. You yeah. find scripts like fucking everything. But I guess maybe not if it's... If it hasn't been made, I guess they're a little more careful with scripts. Yeah. Does it... it yeah, that's a good point. Does it say what the book is that it's based from? Yes. One's the one of the sites did. Uh, the Incomparable I Took. Okay. I feel like it even gave a link or something in the in that the one article I read Maybe. to a script itself. But I could be wrong. Yeah, do it. So Guinea John, read it, let us know. Um I will say this about Maryland too. Out here you say based off. But where I'm from the Ohio and, and areas like that, they say based on. Based, based o- on a true story. But out here you say based off. I would also say based on a true story. Based on a true story. Well, that's say, that's not, sort of I like not, a. I would not say based off a true story. That, that's a self-contained. Uh, did, did someone? Did I say that? No, I, oh, okay. I, I've just heard it for many, many oh. years. Was, I've never heard it once. Based off. And here's another question. Here, okay, here's a question. All right, <laughs> here's a legitimate question. Nah, I mean it's just about language use. I'm all yours. If we have an appointment for May the first, let's yes. say hypothetical. Okay. And I call you and say, I'm going to have to move that date up. What does that mean I'm doing? Closer to today's date. I would say farther away. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yep. Where That's if, why if, I'm if asking. If I have to move that date up, I would think that it, it would closer. I would think numerically up. 
like from the 21st to or from May 1st up to the 5th. Yeah, see, I would go closer to today, I would sooner. Okay. That's exactly my point about that expression. So anybody on the radio, like, for example, somebody I heard today on 105.7 The Fan say, oh, they're going to move that date up. What the fuck do you mean? Like, either say move it closer. Right? Okay. No confusion there. Okay. Or push it farther. Make what, what, it later. What was that? Make it later. <laughs> Now I'm really fucking confused about the date because I don't understand what the guy. What so, said. so which one would you go? Yeah. So me and Jeff are at odds. To me, it's uh, probably forward in time because on a calendar, it's it's you're so, moving it up. So you're with Jeff, basically. I don't know. The guy on the radio meant it your way. Okay. He meant it your way. Right. So he was right. <laughs> See, I would think up numerically, but if actually, it's weird because if you're looking at a calendar. And you went up, you're going backwards in time, mm-hmm. right. date-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, it should be more specific. Or yeah, he man. could have just given the fucking date. That would be right. really better. Yeah, yeah. It's just like journalists and why people, there. people that work with words, it's your job to be yeah, precise. But, but, you know, even if you don't say up, like if you said moved it forward. That I, would have I been would, perfect. I would think that yes. that would be closer to today's date. No, forward means... I, I know, but it means the opposite to me in, re- in reference to dates. Maybe. Hold on. Let me think. <laughs> let me put my thinking cap here. I don't know. We may so have run this around. Hey, I got an pole. appointment on the 30th. Anyway, you could like move it forward to the 20th? No, that would no, be back. That because would be you're thinking calendar. Move it back. But if you're moving it back, to you're, me, that means farther away. No, if something wrong. was backing up from you, it would be farther away. No, you're definitely wrong. Wow. I'm sticking with this one. That's (laughs) That's really something. Are you just being douchey devil's advocate? Are you being being a douchebag on purpose, or is this genuine douchery? 100% genuine. Yeah, if I want something moved back, it'd be farther away. And forward forward would be closer. Hmm. If you're moving something forward to you, it would be closer to you. Yeah, it's a matter of perspective. You fat Irish prick. (laughs) So, yeah, that doesn't work for you? I mean, it's a small, relatively small topic to broach. It doesn't doesn't have to be. (laughs) (laughs) So I see. Oh, man, what the fuck? So, yeah. Yeah, what else? Anybody have any good poop stories? Unfortunately, no. Uh, let me think. I, th- let me I think, think I think my whole shit schedule's kind of uh, got fucked up. It somehow moved itself to like right while I'm in the middle of getting ready for work. Ah, which is the worst. Cuz you can't plan on that. It doesn't seem like it actually happens until I'm in the middle of getting ready. And like, if I get up earlier, it doesn't matter. If I if I'm getting ready later, it doesn't matter. It's like right when I'm in the middle. So every morning, I just like I have to interrupt my schedule to take an unscheduled poop. It's funny. I don't have a set routine. I mean, I I'm much regular. Prefer, I much prefer to do it at work when I'm getting paid for it. And yeah, right. And don't have to worry about trying to rush to get ready and get out. Yeah, anyway. but don't you have to rush in the stall stall at work because of the light? Because <laughs> <laughs> the motion sensor. <laughs> 
I mean, one of these days I need to time that and find out just exactly how long my ass is sitting or on that you, toilet. Here's what you could do. You, you could invent something. It. You could invent something and sell it on TV, you know, one of, those inf- one of those quick, like, order now and you get a second one free. One of those, you know, like a contraption whereby you hold it up like an umbrella type of a thing, except something that goes right above the stall high enough, but it has some, like, ex- <laughs> has some external centrifugal right. fucking width to it at the mm-hmm. top only so that it goes outside the stall above and makes movement. It just makes movement. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just walk into the bathroom with that. Well, or you can sell it as a vendor to places with public bathrooms. I'll just walk into the bathroom with a fucking hang glider. And they'll install, like, little holster holder thingies, and it'll just have, every bathroom will have one of those. Or you could have competent people, right, competent (laughs) people build your fucking bathroom, right. Sometimes you need that quality time on on there, man. I know. Can't rush it. Just take a Nerf gun. Right. Hit it from the stall. It's a good idea. Oh, those will get nasty though, rolling around on that floor. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> so yeah, no no poop stories for me, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I don't know. I guess that's kind of a fortunate thing, honestly. I I've never had a great poop story. They always end kind of bad, <laughs> you know. Rarely, rarely do the do the good ones. You know, it's like it's it's like Yelp reviews. Very rarely do you see the good ones. Only people only get remember the bad experiences. Mm-hmm. So, I think the same goes for poop. Well, one of your poops had a direct influence on the community. <laughs> I don't know if I want to name the town or not, but. Which which there's a certain town that had a library. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh I didn't know where you're going with this. A little book receptacle to return books in. <laughs> Allegedly. The Midnight Rambler over here. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard this story. There's a particular library that a public library that happened to have a book return receptacle that opened out mm-hmm. like like a uh, like a laundry chute, right? I mean, if you can imagine that, yes, yes. Okay, and it was about waist high, mm-hmm. and it was just asking to be shit in. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so yeah, I did. <laughs> that's, that's and sure enough, this place no longer has. Yeah, that they changed. At all. <laughs> <laughs> it is now a slot. It is now a slot about. I can just chest imagine high. some like <laughs> old librarian lady <laughs> just going in in the morning. Just you know, see, I think it was late enough to where no books were covered on top of it. So whatever was there was definitely on top of the pile. So that was the first thing. So in in one aspect, that's a good thing because it didn't get smushed and hidden. Maybe it was probably sitting on top, is what you're saying, right? When they found it, because yeah. because when we we were, I was with a few other people and we were wasted walking up the street, allegedly, allegedly, and um. So it it seemed like a funny thing to do at the time, you know, when you're mm-hmm. 17, what you know, you just had to go at that moment, and I it had to happen, and <laughs> they weren't open, right? Because it was like midnight, one o'clock, and uh, four cameras and shit. So yeah, it was before the the age of the cell phone. Cam- Thank God, God, if the smartphones were camera, around, building God, cameras, we, we, we would so have all been just fucked. Yeah. So were you like were your friends watching you do it or were they, they yeah. turn their heads and shit or what? No, they they watched. I just 
kind of drop trowel and then had that. Uh, I only I think I wiped with leaves actually, <laughs> but that's a good standby. If I if I recall, it was a pretty flawless victory. Good deal, uh, for some. Yeah, wow, <laughs> for others. But like I was saying, it, it could have been a good thing it wasn't covered up, or a bad thing, you know, because. Right. You don't want that to be the first thing you see in the morning, but it probably was. Right. I imagine it smelled, too. Like I, just sitting there for in the air for a few hours. There's no imagining. It's right. 100%. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not even like, you know, the water, you know, if you go in the toilet, the water kind of helps, Yeah. you know, seal in the smell a little bit, like, but. Yeah, oh, just, oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell, like, you can even, t- like, if something's peeking out of the water, mm-hmm. like, there's a difference in smell for sure. Right. Yeah. I imagine they would have had to, like decontaminate that entire shoot. Well, it was yeah. I get it was less of a shoot, more just like an. It probably yeah. There was no. Somebody a couple years ago got me this little spray bottle stuff that you're supposed to like coat the water with before you shit. I saw the commercials for yeah, that. I've like if you that. have to shit yeah. at like a stranger's and I, house, I've, like never used it once because I never remember or think about it. I'm just so ingrained <laughs> in my yeah. ways or care. Just <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bruce over here doesn't like even give a courtesy flush, so no. he's certainly not going to carry a bottle around with him to to cover his stink. Or even in, yeah, in my house, right? But, I mean, but your house, you, you like to stink if up you, your own house. If you want to so. interrupt my shit, guess what? You get to smell my shit. <laughs> That's what you get. If you see another pair of feet under there, and you're just trying to kill time, you can hold that. Just, and then you start tapping your toe. <laughs> the best is back in the <laughs> days when I used to date, you know, and. If I'd be uh, at, at somebody's house and I had really had to fart, like go in the bathroom and like I'd like turn the turn the sink water on and like flush the toilet and time my fart so that like the roar, the initial roar of the toilet when it's the loudest, mm-hmm. like I'd fart right then, right. you know, so that it would be the best possible camouflage with the no, sound. The best possible Glad camouflage. to see you've changed your ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best possible camouflage is to just grab one of your ass cheeks with your hand and pull your butt cheeks apart. That way it just eases out better and doesn't make a big flap. I've never sound. even considered doing that. Just, that strikes me as weird. Just gets a nice... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You open up the gap. Right. <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so for instance, okay, uh, let's see. Closed cheeks is more like... Or even a... That's pretty tight, yeah. But but an open cheek is a. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've never that's you've never done that. Like I anytime must say anytime never. I've been in a bathroom at like a girl's house or something, that's what you do. Wow. Or man. even if I'm in my bathroom at my house and a girl's there, then yeah, I just just go. You're in the bathroom, just grab a butt cheek, pull it apart. <laughs> You're getting that America or pearls here, or if you're like and, you're like like mid fuck, and and you gotta let one rip, and you don't want to be, you know, just give it a little, yeah. <laughs> oh open God. it up. Haven't done that. Yeah, it works. Give it a shot, dude. I would imagine this is gonna sound really gross to some people, but some people, I would, some I would people, imagine some people. I would imagine that like ripping a really satisfying fart at the moment of coming would be would feel really good. <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah, it's the that's the trifecta. Right, right. The fart, the fart, cum burp. 
Tri- triple pipe classic. Right. Whole body just seizes as it's like evacuating from every. <laughs> it's just like vacuum seals itself. <laughs> the, sn- the sneeze come fart combo. <laughs> it's just a just <laughs> sensory overload. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if that were to happen, you'd like rupture something. Oh, yeah, you you would rupture the heavens and <laughs> and, and travel to another dimension. That right, right. <laughs> like, have you ever have you, have you ever like sneezed while you're pissing? Oh yeah, it's yeah. like the worst because it's just like an extra like burst of oh right. Yeah, I've had I've had the sneeze fart combo where I thought I blew my asshole out. <laughs> like no way. Oh yeah, I'd sneeze and fart at the same and like and, willfully it, knowing you're farting and then the sneeze no, appears or it just like no, happens I, I involuntarily. Would, I would sneeze. I yeah, I'm not sure what which caused the other, but it had both were <laughs> involuntary and both happened and then it Holy caused shit. so much force that from the happened. fart. That it actually hurt my asshole. Wow. <laughs> right. I've never heard of that. Really? Happening. Never? Yeah. Not a sneeze fart. What? No. no, it happens and it sucks. Yeah. That's fucking weird. <laughs> wow. It'll happen when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Something to ponder. Just, li- just like you haven't had your shitting the pants story yet. Give it time. Mm. It'll happen. You're just a late bloomer. <laughs> this is true. So, yes. So, yeah. So, is that it? Uh, we've been going for, yeah, good while. We can cut it off. Probably about a, an hour 10 is solid. It might be 20, 25 minutes. If it gets right. really bad, I will, tr- I will pull off. I've pulled off before. <laughs> Indeed, I have. Good enough. Well, they call me Bruce. Guinea John, it's been real. And I'm Jeff. Thanks for taking the cynic route. See you next time. Peace. Adios, amigos. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Taking the Cynic Route. Hope you enjoyed it. If you got any topic ideas for us or you want to maybe be a guest one day, you got any feedbacks or comments at all, <laughs> you just hit us up at our email, cynicroutepodcast at gmail.com. Or on the twits at at cynicroutepod. We also have a Facebook, facebook.com slash cynicroutepodcast, or Patreon, where you can donate whatever you want. Lots of money. Lots of money. But basically, you can get any of these addresses from our own website, www.takingthecynicroute.com. You heard about these internets? Check us out. <laughs>